Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show, everyone. Super Bowl 56 is upon us, or in two weeks at least. But the championship round is in the books. Uh, we had some crazy championship games. Like, the odds of the games being good were not very high because <laughs> we had such a crazy divisional round. But they were good. They were great games. Came down to the last play. Both ended in three-point differences between the between the two teams. So, obviously, it's very exciting. We're going to get into all of that. First, remember to check out juicestool.com and the new merchandise they have up there. It's very cool. You know, we've been getting some orders there. It's, uh, it's getting hot. It's getting hot. You're, you're going to want to hop on the train. I'm telling you right now. And uh, remember to subscribe. What is that? Free shipping. I already got mine. Free shipping. Free shipping. One out of every 10 orders. Uh, someone will be picked randomly. To get a free uh, a free merch, so uh, that could be you. You never know. The only you know, the only way you're gonna have a chance of doing that is if you go ahead and grab one. So go on to the site right now, juicetool.com, J-E-W-S-T-O-O-L.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on all on your preferred platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, guys, let's go. So anyway, Meisty, credit where credit is due. Um, <laughs> 35-30 Bengals. You had the Bengals. Winning this game, we all had the Chiefs winning this game. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. That's actually happening. That is a thing that is actually happening. The first time since 1988, Joe Burrow will attempt to become the fourth quarterback named Joe to win a Super Bowl in NFL history. Micey, how are you feeling about your uh, your Bengals pick over here, riding the Bengals? <laughs> you know, the game ended. I said to my brother before the game, so I want you to know it. I'm going to enjoy Joe Burrow going to the Super Bowl. And I had to buy a Joe Burrow jersey and everything. So so we're ready. We're getting ready. We're going to be in Cincinnati, hopefully. We're going to go to Cincy. And now we're going to celebrate the Super Bowl win. We're going to get the day off of school tomorrow, the next day. Um, we're, you know, we're ready for this victory. But uh, let's first talk about what they did. Uh, yeah, so let's, let's talk about it. Well, uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll have a lot of time to obviously break down the Super Bowl, have a preview. We'll have a couple other interesting segments that, that we'll get to later, discuss exactly what we're going to do. We have some fun stuff planned for you. But anyway, it was an interesting game because you had this similar dynamic to the first game in Week 17. Bengals went down early. Chiefs looked unstoppable in the first half. And they just stopped scoring. <laughs> you know, like it was sort of the Aaron Rodgers effect last last week, right? Where we saw Meisty mentioned, right? After the first two drives, sort of Aaron Rodgers getting going. First drive just marched right down, scored touchdown. Second drive right to the 40-yard line, then the fumble happened. And all of a sudden, Rodgers just couldn't get anything going offensively. And that's what happened with Patrick Mahomes last week. Like it just stopped. Second half came, it stopped. And some big turning points in this game, namely end of the first half, couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We'll get to that, but you had a first just your thoughts on the Bengals two straight times able to come back against the Chiefs, and the, the Chiefs just completely stalling in the second half. Um, I I couldn't believe it when it happened in the regular season, but at least I was like the one thing that that uh, I could use to rationalize that was okay. It was in Cincinnati. Uh, maybe the Chiefs, as I have been saying, don't try so hard in the regular season. They, they don't care about the one or two seed. So whatever, if they lose this game in Cincinnati, they lost by a field goal. doesn't matter. They're, next time they're going to play them, they're going to be in Cincinnati. They're going to be in KC, and they'll whoop them. And then the game start, starts off like that. They're whooping them again. And then the Chiefs get a little greedy. They got a little arrogant, I think, when they tried to throw to Tyreek Hill and, right before the uh, second half, right before the uh, first half ended. And I don't think that was the wrong play. Um, going for the touchdown, but I think it's the wrong play to not throw into the end zone because do you blame Mahomes for that for that last last split second half. hundred percent blame Mahomes. That that is a brain fart and a, a big mistake. You have to throw to the end zone. If you don't throw to the end zone, whatever you'll have two seconds left, and at least you can get a field goal. I like the aggressiveness of going for the touchdown, but you cannot. So I know it's Tyree Kill, and I know he he can make something in space, but the red zone just closes everything and just shrinks shrinks it. Doesn't let him move around. And Eli Apple, of all people, makes that tackle. And you could see I was I was sitting there at halftime. Uh, we were all sitting through that that <laughs> awful uh, CBS halftime show. Oh, <laughs> man. Thank God I got to skip the halftime show. Yeah, oh, man. Was, I heard that. that. But, but I'm sitting through that, and I'm trying to, you know, seeing if I'm able to hear anything, you know, trying <laughs> to stay sane. But I'm like, um, as someone who picked the Chiefs, I was like, I, I don't want that to be a uh, turning point for the game, but I just have this feeling that, that that seemed like a turning point. And I don't know what was going on with Mahomes. And then they, because if they score right there, I think they, they go up like 28 to 10 and then they get the ball back. Second session. Oh. Well, good. Oh, I know that ad. I know that ad. 
It keeps coming out. <laughs> my ads, they keep getting me. But but I, they they would be up 28 to 10. They And then they get the ball second Windows, half. Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> That's working. The ad's working. They go up. Okay. They go up 28 to 10. They get the ball back at the end of uh, the beginning of the third quarter. And then they score again, 35 to 10, game over. Even the, you know, even Tom Brady couldn't come back from that. But, but, um, <laughs> It doesn't happen. They stop them right there at the end of the first half, and then it's only twenty-one to ten. And then they stop them on a three and out or of the like at the end, beginning of the third um, quarter. And then the the tide just turned right there. And Joe Burrow made some amazing plays, um, escaping sacks. Rocky talked. We were discussing about how much pressure he was under in the. He was under less pressure in the Titans games, but he was getting sacked. This game, he was under a lot of pressure, but he was just making <laughs> miraculous plays and getting out of these these sacks and it was just it was just insane and I I I as they're coming back I was like I did not give the Bengals enough credit and I will I will definitely eat those words as Meisty is going to make me eat those words every day until the Super Bowl <laughs> the Chiefs have no chance uh I mean the Bengals have no chance <laughs> and now they're in the Super Bowl the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl it's, it's crazy I can't believe it's happening in my lifetime if you didn't don't win a game playoff game in 33 years and then they go all the way to the Super Bowl. It's it's just insane. Absolutely. 17 pressures. 17 pressures for the for the Chiefs in the game yesterday. And they had 13 against the Titans last week. So you were correct, Yehuda. There he was under pressure more. And uh one sack. <laughs> one sack to show for it. Like Burrow was making plays with his legs. It's crazy. And, and you know what's funny? We, we criticized him. It's ironic because we did. We criticized him for the fact that he holds the ball too long. Yeah. He sort of like got the ball out quicker, but also when he did hold the ball too long, was able to escape some crazy situations where Chris Jones was literally hanging on his back. And the man just – he converted two or three key third downs with his legs when he was could have easily been sacked for a 5-10 yard loss. Instead, converted that, and that was the turning point in the game. The fact that he was able to convert those three third downs with his legs – Chiefs could have turned it into negative play. Instead, he turned it into a positive play to move the chains. And uh, Burrow with just came clutch in this game. He didn't have a great game overall, but some clutch plays, some nice throws to, to, to Jamar Chase when it, when it mattered most. Some nice plays with his legs, and uh, you know that's why they call him Joe Cool. You know, not not oh, it's not always pretty. It hasn't been for him in the postseason. He hasn't been this great quarterback in the postseason, but he's made the plays when he's needed to, and he's obviously rode that um, that defense that deserves a lot of credit. Second half, right? Um, what they were able to do and hold the Chiefs to only three points. Not only hold the Chiefs to only three points, it was a stalemate. Like, we don't even know what happened. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, no one's getting going all of a sudden. And, um, you know, they, they sort of drop one back, one guy back into zone, right? Like, you tell the Chiefs, this is what's happened throughout the season. We're going to drop two safeties back there, and we're going to dare you to throw it underneath. You know what Patrick Mahomes says? No problem, buddy. I'm going to throw it underneath because I have this guy named Tyreek Hill who can outrun the entire defense even if he catches the ball five, ten yards down the field. Yeah. Then the Bengals started to pull one guy back into the zone, and then it started to give them a little trouble. And they didn't have the underneath stuff anymore because one guy was a little more shallow. So they sort of took away the deep play, right? They took away the underneath stuff to a certain extent, at least, and they can't take it away completely. And Mahomes had trouble adjusting to it as well. Mycey, what do you think about that that play, the, the last play of the second half? Like, do you blame Mahomes for that, to, just to throw behind this line of scrimmage and Tyreek Hill? Do you know what Tyreek Hill's – over under yards was for the game. <laughs> Let's hear. 80 and a half. He had 78 in the first half. The first okay. half. Mind you, mind you, if he makes that two that three yard play, that's the he he covers his yards. Oh, that's a good. And it crazy like it they stop him. I, I you have to understand. I had that. I had the over. I at halftime was thinking money in the pot back pocket, cash money. But uh that play. That play was a big turning point, and Yehuda, Yehuda touched on it already. And but, other, I mean, also it comes down to the defense stepped up, obviously major. The coaching, I mean, it was a it was a real coaching job. You saw it in the coaching staff. You saw it. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow was, you know, next level. Um, but other than that. It really just – it was really one of those games that it was just unexpected. You just didn't – you just – not one thing. Like, you expected the first half to go as was, and you're like, all right. And then the Bengals, you know, that, that touchdown, you know, to make it 10, uh, that was huge. And then yep. – and then you're like, all right, well, he put too much time left. And then they just didn't score. Yep. And, uh, and, and, and then overtime, you know, coin toss, call heads. Everyone's like, you know, you got to call heads. Heads is called. Tails is the win. And you're like, oh, the Chiefs are going to do it again. And then they stopped them. And then, like, so 
it's very exciting. Very exciting. Even though, like, I, I hate the Bengals, obviously. They're division rivals. But, like, I hate the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs are the team to beat. It's like when Tom Brady, like, I, I didn't have anything against Tom Brady other than the fact that he just kept beating us. But, you know, whenever Tom Brady failed, you're like, yeah, but like, why, why should we not root for Tom Brady? And now the Chiefs are the team that everyone needs to beat. So the fact that they're beat is very exciting. Um, the, the Bengals probably won't win next week, but or two weeks, but let's hope they do. Let's go Bengals. <laughs> Listen, that's another thing you want to talk about coaching. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I think Andy Reid blew a timeout in the first half that was unnecessary or or they had to use it. Yeah, they, they used the timeout. And then challenge the play instead of just challenging the play when there was that like doesn't matter. you can you can call a timeout and then on the timeout challenge it. No, I believe I believe they got they they lost the timeout from that. No, you, you could potentially burn two timeouts. You could potentially they, burn no, two timeouts. No, the NFL no. rule is you cannot burn two timeouts. No, I know. I'm saying I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that. Um, they handed the ball to the fullback to, and they got the one yard game, but the refs did a, an awful spot. So they, they called it fourth down, but, but uh, Andy Reid challenges it instead of just challenging it, he calls a timeout. Well, and then yeah. And I mean, we we're discussing about if there's potential penalties, but not even that, that timeout um, cost them a field goal because they would have that timeout at the end. Then you can throw that the pass to Tyree kill. He gets tackled, whatever you have one second left. So just little things here and there, but it all adds up because the refs, because the refs are horrible. Can we all just agree? Is anyone if anyone watches any replays? I love the, the job the refs did. They let him play. They let him play. Yeah, I loved it. I, I disagree I, with you. Hold on. Let me let me let me get There's a difference between letting him play and not calling the right. A false start needs to be called. Uh, a, a illegal formation needs to be called. Illegal man downfield. I saw a play, a screen play, where before Joe Burrow through the ball, there was a lineman probably about six or seven yards down the field. I'm like, no one's going to speak. I can't speak. I I understand. But letting them play is when the receiver and the cornerback are kind of nudging at each other. Let them play. A big hit. The big hit, they picked up the flags. Right, they're like, oh, it's just, it's a play, a big hit. It's a championship game. Of course, there's big hits. What is this? Not it's football. You know, yeah. clean hits. At least they're clean. They picked up the flags. So. So on those things, yeah, but but when it comes to false starts and and and, and you try to get all the holdings as much as you can because holdings can change. You're talking about game changing plays need to be called. I, I I can't speak to each individual play. I I didn't watch the replay of the game. I watched a couple. I watched. I watched a little of the game here and there, but I didn't watch a replay to the entire game. But I'm sure that was just one or two instances. I know in a lot of these, you know, there's a little grabbing, a little tugging down the field for you know, let go of the passing interference. Don't, don't call it. You don't want to let re- referees decide the game, and referees themselves don't want to decide the game. They want to play on the field, especially as fans and as referees. Right. You want to play on the field to decide the outcome of the game. I think we can all agree on that. So there's nothing wrong with letting them play a little. Could be they missed one or two calls. I'm not sure. I can't attest to that. But that's the whole point I just gave. The whole point of of the 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 referee. So I'm saying and false starts and, and holdings. Okay, and- fine. So I'm saying maybe they missed one or two plays, but overall, I don't I don't necessarily think they did such a bad job. That first of all, I, I heard that that crew is known to you know let, let them play a little more, which is why oh, they listen. let them ref in these championship and Super Bowl games. That's what I've heard. I'm not I'm not an expert. Yehuda, to your coaching point, I, uh, I another interesting coaching thing. Anybody? I want to hear your guys' opinion on this because you know it's interesting. The Chiefs' strength this year has been the run game <laughs> because. They've had the underneath passing, you know, Patrick Mahomes over 4,500 yards, through, you know, passing through the air. Of course, not, numbers a little swayed, but obviously you have that. Um, but but they they have sort of constructed, right? They they saw what happened last year in the Super Bowl. They got the the, the front the the, the the offensive line of the Chiefs got demolished by the Bucks front seven, and the Chiefs made it an offseason absolute priority to protect Patrick Mahomes for the 2021 season. And what happened was, in doing so, they actually developed. 
into one of the best run blocking units in the league. <laughs> so it was an interesting phenomenon. And the Chiefs were averaging nearly six yards a carry when they were running the ball in this game, but it was few and far in between, even when they did go up ahead. I'm not saying to get conservative every time you go ahead. You know, people have that, you know, to run out the clock, this, that. I'm, I'm not saying to do that. But when the strength of your team has been to, you know, to, to running the ball and 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 you've been you've had success, even against the Bengals in that game, you had success in the whole playoff run. Whenever you've done it, you've had success doing it. I think maybe the, the Chiefs should have, uh, you know, leaned a little more toward the run game, Yehuda. That's what I think. I'm going to look up right now, but yeah, I, I want to know your thoughts on that. I want to look up I the exact say, numbers on that. That, that was something <laughs> that I was I was going to mention. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned it. it's a great point. I was going to mention uh, the best way to beat uh, dropping eight, which the, the Bengals started doing. They're only rushing three and dropping eight, and they cover all the zones. They cover the, the flats, like you said. Tyree can't run around the short stuff, and then they have too high, so they can't they can't run the deep stuff. Is run the ball. You have you have three guys up front you have mostly um you know dime nickel packages with lighter guys you you run the ball and you run it down their throat that's how you beat that's how you beat um uh you know, you know this coverage defenses and they were they were running they had 5.8 yards per carry uh Jarek McKinnon was running he was running for 5.4 yards per carry Clyde Edward Hilaire I I didn't even realize but he had six yards of carry he was running really well and and they not that they gave up on it, but but they they went straight to their their bread and butter. They went straight to the Mahomes has to uh, has to throw it to win it. But they they definitely should have been running the ball a lot more. They were they were winning on the ground. The the Bengals run defense isn't that strong, like you said. They have a really good um, run block win rate. I mean, I'm looking up right now. They're top three, tied with the, the Eagles, who are the best rushing team in the league. Seventy four percent run block win rate during the regular season. Like you said, it's just strength, and and people don't even talk about that. And that is 100% how you beat, beat them. And, and something that gets overlooked as well was uh, um, Joe Burrow threw an interception the first play, right? He threw an out route with uh, LeJarrius Sneed, made a, made a great pick on, sure. on uh, covering Chase. And then they just go three and out right away at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they, they get no points. They have to punt it away. And they went, let me see, they went handoff, pass, sack. And I was also looking at the play-by-play. Play. Yeah. I wanted to see how many times they ran the ball in the second half. I think I think if you take away Mahomes scrambles about nine times in the second half. But that's yeah, that's too few. You gotta yeah. you gotta beat a defense that's playing the pass. They're daring you to run, and and this I mean we have we've said I mean, the Chiefs have been four straight AFC championships. So if you're gonna find a little weakness, it's gonna be weakness. We've we've known that this the run game was the weakness, and and they still they don't have like a, a banger in the in the backfield is going to win for, for them. Clyde Edward Taylor hasn't really worked out. He's been, he's been a little injured. That's, that's mine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're all, we're all talking. Um, he, he's been injured. He's not been super consistent for them. And they even, but they found Jarek McKinnon, a guy who they're able to throw these, these dump offs in the past, you know, in the flats too, but he, even he's been able to run well, he's running 5.8 yards per carry. You've got to lean on him a little more. And, and uh, they just didn't. So that, and playoff Andy Reid coming back a little bit, but but I think that for the Bengals also, um, the thing Jamar Chase gets all the headlines, but T Higgins actually absolutely stepped up. And um, Tony Romo was talking about it in the broadcast. The uh, Chiefs gave up 266 yards to to Jamar Chase last time they played, so they're going to make concerted effort not to let him beat them. And he did catch a touchdown on them. Like he's 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 an amazing player. He's an amazing receiver. He's only going to get better. It's crazy. He's a rookie. Uh, he's going to be so good. But and his connection with Burrow is going to be insane. But I mean, it's already insane. But but they're gonna they're gonna double him and they're gonna take away those deep balls as best as they could. So T Higgins had to step up. And I just saw him making these in, these uh, contested catches, these quick slants, and these these routes at the sticks where he's just making incredible snags out of the air, and that are that are getting the first downs, moving the chains, and just just like glue on his hands. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Humongous catches. And he finished with more yards than, than Chase. He had, he had a hundred yards and, and he had that big play. So I think T Higgins had to step up and he really did. And Chase is, like I said, he's going to get all the headlines, but, but T Higgins is, is the one B to Jamar Chase's one A and he, and he really stepped up to, to help them win the game. Yeah. I think there's another interesting thing when you look at this game, uh, Mahomes had an incredible on his foot. So he was pressured, you know, Less than Burrow, obviously, right? Under the rest, a lot less. Uh, we we, we got to give credit to the Bengals' defense. The secondary did a great job. 
But, uh, you know, pass rush wasn't great. It was sort of like middle of the line, did a good job. Sometimes pressured him at, in, in some clutch situations. But at the end of the day, when you saw those four sacks, on those four sacks, he had nine seconds from snap to sack. Nine seconds on average, Mike. Do you know what nine seconds in the NFL is? That is an eternity and a half is what it is, okay? We're talking about the fastest game that I've ever seen, probably in professional sports, right? It's such a fast game, and nine seconds in eternity. And Mahomes is just, you know, shaking bake, running around, you know, just having fun like he's playing in the backyard, literally. <laughs> and 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 then eventually got sacked like nobody's open. And those were four coverage sacks. I don't remember all of them. I think three of them I remember were absolute coverage sacks. And you got to give credit to this Bengals secondary, even though on paper it looked like the front seven's what came through. It was a secondary, and they invested a lot into this. You know, the Bengals did a great job over the offseason, developing that defense, re-signing Hedrickson when people, you know, he backed up a, a career year with an even better career year, right? People didn't necessarily think he would have the year that he did this year. Was an incredible player for them, added some pieces in the secondary. They did an absolutely great job, the Bengals did. And remember what we mentioned before the season, you know, the whole conversation, um, again? Come on, man. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Whole conversation before the season, should the Bengals have went offensive line over Jamar Chase, right? Panay Sewell. Should they gone him over 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 Marjorie's? We were going back and forth. I'm like, listen, playmakers, that's what wins. And PFF makes this point all the time, and they were spot on with the Bengals. At the end of the day, you don't need to have a fantastic offensive line to win in the league. You need to creep back toward average. That's what you need to do. But if you want to win, you need to have great playmakers. That's for sure, right? We've seen that with the Chiefs, with the Bucks, all these teams that have won the Super Bowls. They have great playmakers. And instead, the, the Bengals went with the playmakers. The Bengals now have T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. That's what's been getting them here. And the offensive line is like, Ben, but don't break, right? I mean, you talked about it. They haven't been so bad. They haven't been great, but they crept back toward average. And that's what saved the Bengals this season, Yehuda. That's what's been it. They didn't need to have a spectacular offensive line. Get the playmaker, sign a couple guys for lower contracts, and creep back toward average, man. Listen, football is, is the ultimate team game, and I'm glad. Uh, that's why I love it so much. Obviously, the quarterback gets all the headlines, and the, the, the big play, the receivers and whatnot, like the playmakers, they, <clears throat> they get most of the, the looks, and, and, and that's what they're going to advertise. But it is the ultimate team game, like you said. I don't think the, the Bengals O-line played, <laughs> played well against the, the Titans. I think they gave up quite a few sacks, but they did just enough. The defense kept them in the game, and, and they're just – a, a peaking team right now. Like, like Micey said, they, they're the hottest team in the playoffs right now. And they're all just playing, playing well together. Special teams is awesome. The, the offense making uh, just enough plays with the, uh, with this average creeping back towards average O-line defense is stepping up when they need to. They're getting picks on Patrick Mahomes, multiple picks against Tannehill interception to win the game against the Raiders. Uh, we forget all the way three weeks ago. You know, that was the first playoff game, but they, they've just been stepping up. This team is just playing well right now. Obviously, all the, all the headlines go to Burrow and uh, Joe Shiesty and his Joe Swag. So he's because he's pretty swagalicious, but but it, it's an ultimate team game. And this team is, is really coming together right now and, and they're playing, playing really, really well. Um, another, quick, no, Robbie, another quick thing. I know that we're saying a lot of these facts. But at the end of the day, there was a lot of they had to chase him down. And 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 those are not guys that are, you know, their job is not to chase down that much. Like they're supposed to chase down the quarterback, but not like that. Not yeah. every play. Three guys, no other guys. Everyone's double teamed practically, you know, and, and so you're just trying to. And, and the fact is that they did get sacks is is incredible. Yeah, by the way, that last interception, okay, a lot of people might give credit to Von Bell, but Jesse Bates, the play he made on Tyreek Hill, go and watch that a couple times. I mean, the, the man is neck and neck with Tyreek Hill, the fastest receiver in football, all the way down to the, to the 40, 35-yard line, and knocks that ball up for Von Bell to grab, and that was a difference maker right there. That was huge. Um, I don't think it was the you know the worst decision by Mahomes. I think there were a couple decisions probably in, in, earlier in the game that were probably a little worse, but that was huge, guys. Like you mentioned, Yehuda. This Bengals defense came up with just three absolutely crucial interceptions in these three playoff games, and that, that, that makes a difference, right? It's defense. Who would have thought the Bengals would be in the Super Bowl, and the reason would be the defense coming up with some big, big plays. One more point I wanted to uh, bring up was <laughs> the coin toss. Right? Everyone, everyone's like, oh, the coin toss, 
Chiefs get this coin toss, the game's over. And Yehuda made the point to which we concurred that it feels different. It, it doesn't. It didn't like right when the right when the Chiefs won the coin toss. But, it just felt different. You didn't feel the Chiefs were going to march down the field. Maybe get a field goal, but you didn't feel they were going to march down the field and effortlessly score, right? You got to remember in that Bills Chiefs game, teams were going back and forth, back and forth. For two minutes, just 25 points scored. It was nuts. And defenses were gassed. But this was completely different, Yehuda. And uh, we, 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 all, we all made that point. That was a great point by you, Yehuda. I got to say. <laughs> just, just play defense. That's why you can't change the overtime rules. I, I said this before. I keep saying it over and over. I'm a broken record. I, the one thing. I can't, I can't. It's a good point. You say it again. Yeah. Is if, if, um, if you want do two possessions for both teams, if the first team scores a touchdown, then the other team has to score a touchdown and then it becomes sudden death. But if the first team doesn't score, if they score a field goal, then, you know, then it's sudden death again, but you can't play a full quarter. It's not fair to these guys. They're going to be gassed for next week. It's not fair. It's, it's not safe. I think it, it opens up the risk for injuries and I don't think it, it actually provides the best football. I think, you're going to start to see some tired, some tired gas guys, and it's it's not going to be the best product. So I think this this system that that you have, if you want to stop them, play some defense, <laughs> get an interception like they did, and uh, go win the game. Like they the Bengals did what the the Bills couldn't, and which is so so crazy to to think about that the, the Bills had the best defense. They have a much better offense. I think a better quarterback. I mean Joe Burrow is is, is rising, but I think right now the Bills still have better quarterback, and they couldn't get it done. And um, and Mahomes, right? The, the credit to the Bengals, they they made Mahomes look mortal, and they they made the plays against him. And uh, unfortunately, I did win a dollar on that, but I, I lost some more, some more money on the on the Chiefs losing. But I, I knew you are I raking it in. Yeah, <laughs> I could. Yeah, a whole a whole dollar. But I I we all had that feeling. It, it, they were not scoring. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. It didn't feel he the same. Almost, he almost um, gave the, the game away right in the play before, and he was running around. You want to talk about uh, – That like, was a worse throw. By the yeah. way, this was the worst of the three throws that Mahomes threw in overtime. This was the, the least bad, if you want to call it, right? <laughs> the one that actually got intercepted wasn't even such a bad throw. The, the first two where he completely overthrew Tyreek Hill on the first play, and then the second play could have been intercepted. Um, we'll obviously get to some dropped interceptions soon. But, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, God. so that – that, that, that we'll get to. One more thing is uh, Tony Romo taking shots at himself late, late in that game when it went, oh, whew, yeah. went right over everyone's head. That was pretty fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right. It, my, yeah, my, I still liked it. Right you got to kick the field goal, Jim. Dropping the ball. So I know a quarterback who's done that. <laughs> I know a quarterback who's done that. I walked into work today and my, co- my, my coworker said, I hope you heard that. Oh, the, <laughs> and I said, oh yeah, I missed it. Rocky, Rocky informed me. I missed it. Yeah, I, I posted it on Twitter. I got a lot of views, guys, and I think a lot of it went over a lot of people's heads. But that was pretty good. I love Tony Roman taking a shot at himself. Listen, he sucked up to it. Good for him. Um, all right, so I think we should, we'll wrap up the AFC Championship game with that. All right, guys, NFC Championship game. Uh, second straight year that there will be a team playing in their own stadium in the Super Bowl, and this time it will be the LA Rams. This was interesting because you had the, the Niners had the Sean McVay's number six straight times that Shanahan went against McVay. Shanahan bested them. And finally, here in the biggest stage, the biggest possible stage these two teams can play against each other in the NFC Championship game, it was the Rams that trailed early, 17-7, and came back and got the victory. And the interesting thing here is that, you know, the Niners defense played well, but, you know, Stafford actually did a lot of good things in this game, played great. The roller coaster ride of Matthew Stafford was on display <laughs> on in the NFC Championship game because he had a great game overall, really efficient, Pat throwing the football, really had to move the ball down the field line. I know they only had seven points to show for it in the first half, but they really did move the move the ball down the field a lot. There was a couple turnovers, a couple, you know, there was a couple freak things that happened in there that per se won't show on the box score. And you probably think, yeah, Stafford didn't play so well, but he did. He played great, but then he chucked the ball to the free safety. Uh, with under 10 minutes to go, which could have cost them the game. So that's the roller coaster ride of Matthew Stafford, right? The Rams bring this man in in the beginning of the season. They trade a lot away. It's all in, baby. It's Von Miller. It's Matt Stafford. It's OBJ. We're going all in for this year. And what happens? Everyone's like, well, you know, we had a lot of split opinions. Some people were like, Stafford, this is it. He's going to hook up with Sean McVay. All he needs is a good quarterback with Matt Stafford. He's going to bring him to the promised land. Other guys were like, yeah, Stafford is what he is. Yes, wasn't that great in Detroit? Like, there's a reason he never won a playoff game in Detroit. So, you know, all of a sudden you think he's going to come in and magically, you know, he's going to be this Hall of Fame quarterback. 
And it's sort of been somewhere between, right? We've seen a lot of different versions of Stafford this year. But in the playoffs, he's played well. A couple bad mistakes in there, like Stafford does, but he's played very well. He's put this team in a position to win the Super Bowl now. Guys, it's it, it's paying dividends for the Rams. It's paying dividends, but you need one more game, Meisty. We said Yehuda disagreed. He didn't say Super Bowl bust. Meisty, we said Super Bowl or bust. The Rams can lose it all if they lose on February 13th. February 13th in La La Land. If they don't win that game, it's all for naught, Meisty. No? All for naught. All for naught. But Yehuda's also correct where they can come back. They all can, they can come back next year and do the same thing. But this year is a Super Bowl or bust year. If they don't win, it's a bust. If they win, it's not a bust. The bottom line is Jared Goff was in the same game as, as Matthew Stafford. Exactly. Right? It's not about getting to the game. Joe Burrow, at the end of the day, if he doesn't win, we're not going to talk about it. I mean, it'd be cool that Joe Burrow made the Super Bowl, but Jimmy Garoppolo also made the Super Bowl. Um, so... <laughs> um, no, but uh, after a the three o'clock game was very exciting to watch. That game was much slower game. It was very yeah. tough to watch. Um, I had to have the double screen. I had to. I had to be <laughs> multitasking. It was tough. But um, the Rams, I did not think they would do what they did. Nor do I think the Bengals would. But that's the obvious. No one did. You know, obviously there are people that that thought the Rams would get where they are. Um, I did not. So, so to me, it's, it's, it, I'm impressed, but at the same time, Jared Goff got her too. So it's a Sean McVay thing. And now it just comes down to, you know, can Matthew Stafford finish the job? Um, and, 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 and we talked about this before the game, you can lose 30 straight games to somebody at the end of the day, if it's in the playoffs and you beat them, those, all those regular season, 30 games means zero. You beat them in the playoffs. This is the game that matters. And, and the 49ers just didn't show. And the best part is we were all talking to each other. And we were like, well, did Jimmy Grappolo make his fourth quarter mistake yet? Oh, so it's going to happen here? And then it happened. Of course it happened. You know, and we, oh, Matthew Stafford already made his mistake. So, you know, he's good. Uh, and when you can sit here and say those things about a quarterback, and then it, 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 it happens every single time, or, or most of the time, sometimes they come up this big clutch play. And then you realize it wasn't really them. It was like the guy made a nice move, you know, like, and he's like wide open. Um, but, but at that same thing, same time, but uh, very impressed with the Rams were able to pull off. I mean, that was, it was, uh, it was a good game, but not as good as the first one, but give it a lot of credit. It was a, a battle of coaching, a battle of, of quarterbacks, a battle of rivals, you can call them. And, and the better team came out on top. Yeah. I mean, like we, we were, as we were having our, our watch party, the NFC Championship game, we were saying the entire time, we knew it was going to be a slow, methodical game. Uh, both teams uh, couldn't run the ball. Both teams have very good run defenses. Uh, both teams, the, the Niners had 50 yards. The Rams had 70 yards. Not like the, the Rams are like a real run-heavy team, but they could not get the, the, the ball going on the ground. The, the, uh, the thing, the team that is a run-heavy team, the Niners, could not get the ball going. That was more surprising. Elijah Mitchell didn't do much. And even Debo didn't didn't run super well on the ground. He did have um, no, he did not have rushed. Twenty six yards on seven carries. Yeah, he was a screen, uh, which was that was an amazing play. Takes a screen to the house. That was awesome. That's why Debo is Debo, and and there was it was obviously very tough to see him, you know, after the game, super emotional because he poured his heart and soul into it, and he absolutely broke out this season. But the thing that was that was amazing though was to see Cooper Cup show the emotion. You don't usually see him. He caught, you know, he caught two touchdowns. Catch the ball, hands it to the ref, nothing. But when he caught that deep ball to get them into field goal range, uh, he just – you could see that the primal scream that he was so pumped, able to do that. It was just – it was an amazing throw and an awesome catch by by Cooper Cup. And and even in the moment, though, when when uh, Jimmy G got the ball back with a uh, minute, some left, um, I said, this is this is where Jimmy G actually shows up. I, I'm not a Jimmy G believer. <laughs> But I said, this, this is where, uh, this is, you know, where he plays well, a 146, no timeouts. And, and he's going to make something happen. He's going to hit some passes, but, but that uh, Rams D line, Aaron Donald got in his face. They pressured him. I think I heard on nine dropbacks in the fourth quarter, he got pressured on seven of them. So they were just in his face and he's already, you know, we know how, how good he is when he's not under pressure. And then when he is under pressure, uh, 
he is just it's just poor decisions all around and i don't necessarily think that last play was a poor decision i think you can't take a sack there she's at the line of scrimmage think, she checks the play no. sheet goes for two that that last play wasn't per se a poor decision um you know that you could have looked to a, lo a lot of other it, let's talk about that last play for a second yeah. it, it, the uh the, the, you could look at it in two ways right like he was falling down it's third yeah. and whatever it is so you you don't want to take a loss. It was second down. It would have been third. It was it, was that third down or second down? That was on third down. He was trying to flip it away. It was third and thirteen. If he flips it away, throws it out of bounds. It's fourth and thirteen, and they'd have a minute ten left. So right, and Cam Akers was right in front of him. Right, I mean not right in front of him. He was a good five yards away from him. Hasty. So you're trying. I mean, um, um, what's his name? Hasty was right in front, five yards in front of him. So you're trying to throw the ball to him. And it's not the easiest throw. He sort of backhanded it. it. It shouldn't have been intercepted. It shouldn't have been intercepted. It just wasn't necessarily the best decision. But, yeah, I, I don't think that's the way through the game away, per se. Yeah, but, but um, I mean, I, I've heard arguments saying that, you know, you got to at least have a, a chance with the ball. Just throw the ball away. I know Aaron Allen's right in your face. Throw the ball away, even if it's fourth and long, or, or take the sack, and then it'll be fourth and really long. But at least you have the ball. But I, I don't know if I can necessarily blame him for that because it did hit Jermichael Hasty's hands when he's flipping it to him. But obviously, it's it's a it's a rush play, it's a broken play. But but we we knew I, I expect him to come back. But but when you see this quarterback who who's shrinking in that moment and the defense coming up big, that that just makes all the Niners fans question um, their quarterback. And uh, they have to give Jimmy G some credit. He did go to a Super Bowl for them. Can't just kick him out the door. I understand we, we've been talking, talking yeah, stuff about him. <laughs> but you, that may, they probably will. But Ravens saying, you can kick your guy out the door. It's not the quarterback. It's not any player. It's not one player. Unless he's, you know, unless he's Jesus, he's not anything special. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, right, right. He's an average quarterback. But but you got to acknowledge that he he is one overthrow away from winning a Super Bowl for them. And I know that's his fault. But, but he... It's a team game, and uh, and obviously you know that they're that um they're they're limited at quarterback, and now it's time for Trey area. That's what I've heard. You know the Bay Area, it's, it's Trey area now, but but you want to talk about coaching Rocky? If if um Sean McVay loses the game, the Rams lose that game. Kyle Shanahan goes to Super Bowl. He um he would have been absolutely shredded for those challenges. Both of them were really poor challenges. Cost his team two timeouts, and then speaking of dropped interceptions. Uh, <laughs> if DBs could catch, they play receiver. Of all, Jukowski Tart has to do is catch that ball, run a few yards, and then they they would have the ball with nine and a half nine minutes left. All they need is three or four first downs, and the game is over. The, the Rams had no timeouts in the fourth quarter already. That would have been, uh, you know, a meltdown uh, coaching decision. And it seemed like Sean McVay was was getting a little too antsy, a little too aggressive with those challenges. And that could have seriously cost them. He's very, very lucky. I mean, Stafford is very lucky, as we saw the good with the bad. But he bounced back from that. He and he he was like, okay, I'll take the break, and then I'll I'll just keep slinging it, making those throws, Cooper Cup, and bring him down into field goal range. And then the defense finishes him off. But if if not for that that dropped interception, McVay could have had some some serious questions. Like you, how do you go into the fourth quarter with no timeouts? That's that was that was really questionable. But Whatever he's going to the Super Bowl, so it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Um, with that last interception, that the, you're, you're, there's no doubt you're right about that. I mean, the fact that you lose all we always talk about how the, the value of a timeout in the second half as opposed to the first half. Obviously, it's a lot more valuable. You have to, to relish those, and you have to actually, you know, take the lay of games at times if it's necessary. If it's not in crucial situations, you know, assess the situation. If there's five seconds left in the clock and you see your team's not ready yet, maybe just take the lay of game. It might not be necessarily worth it to uh, to to uh, surrender the timeout. But if you look at, you know, just a quarterback versus quarterback matchup over here, yes, it's true. Stafford threw the ball to the uh, to the opposing team uh, and and almost threw that game away. That was really his one bad throw of the game, though. I mean, maybe one or two bad throws in the game. Um, he played great. He was a very efficient thrower. Passes 20 yards or more down the field. There's eight for 15 for 140 yards and two touchdowns. So um, 10 or 10 10 10 yards or more down the field. He didn't throw that many passes. 20 yards or more. 10 yards or more down the field. 140 yards and two touchdowns. So he was an efficient thrower. And listen, the Niners did not blitz him so much because Stafford has been 
succeeding against the blitz this year on his 48 dropbacks they've blitzed him just five times so even without the blitzing which is where Stafford has thrived. He was still able to thrive and march the ball down the field numerous on numerous occasions in this game. Really put the Rams' offense on his back. You know, like you said, got the ball to Cooper Cup, who had you know a lot of receiving yards, a lot of yards after catch, and let his playmakers do his thing. On the other side, Jimmy G. You're right. I don't necessarily know if that last play was his was his fault, but it was not a good game for Jimmy G. He was not playing well the entire game. You know, he tried to sling a couple other passes to the to the defense that didn't get there, but he tried. He tried. It got through, but <laughs> but he tried before and uh, he's been trying the whole postseason and he, it's just been a, a bad postseason for Jimmy G. I mean, I've never seen a guy that got this far in the playoffs and was on the cusp of making a Super Bowl to this extent that played so bad in the playoffs. And yeah. you know, for all the faults in the Cowboys game, he didn't play so bad in that game. That last quarter was just awful, and then he was just awful in the Packers game, and he was awful again in this game. And the man just – he's he's gone. Bye-bye. Like, if you're San Francisco, you're looking at this, you're like, get out of here, man. Like, I know we made the Super Bowl with you, but we just traded picks to trade up and get Trey Lance, get our future quarterback who has more upside than you, and now all of a sudden you become this mis- mistake-prone quarterback. Like, you weren't supposed to be that before. You were supposed to be this guy – who's average to above average, that gets yep. the job done, that has experience, that makes the easy throws, and doesn't put the ball in harm's way. But he hasn't been that this year, and in particular, he hasn't been that this year in the playoffs. But anyway, my Jimmy G criticism is long overdue. I, 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 I'm i just saying, I, I the, the Niners, it's a no-brainer to me. It's a no-brainer. You've invested this much in Trey Lance. If you won the Super Bowl, even though I wouldn't necess- I wouldn't agree with it, but if you won the Super Bowl, then you have a decision on your hands. But you have no decision. If You, <laughs> you have no decision here. You have absolutely no decision, guys. I'm sorry. You got to let the man go. Yeah, I mean, a, a QB needy team, I think Jimmy really hurt his uh, his trade value for, for the Niners. But a QB needy team, like maybe the Steelers or the Saints, is going to be interested in him, and they can still maybe get a few picks for him, and, and they're going to open up for, for uh, Trey Lance. But, but we got to talk about the coaching also. Um, Kyle Shanahan. Um, he's making a habit. I mean, obviously we know 20 to three, he wasn't, he wasn't the head coach, but he was OC, but he's making a habit of, of these uh, 10 point deficits where, where they're up 10, the Niners are winning 17, seven and he's blowing it. He's done it in the, the regular season against the Titans. He's done it in the Super Bowl two years ago. And it's just, I, I don't know what's going on with Kyle Shanahan, but I, I don't know if he can ever get that 20 to three stench off of him. But now he's doing it as a head coach with these 10-point leads, and it's it's just it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. I think he's getting a little conservative. I think he's a little scarred. He's a little traumatized from yeah. that 28.3. And uh, you saw that fourth and two at the at the opposing 45-yard line, the Rams 45. Oh, they, right, and they didn't go for it. You have a chance to really put the hammer down over there. You know, you get that first down, it's going to be – you have a good chance to even get a touchdown, get a field goal. You know, really put the game – you know, in your – put the game in your hands, give yourself a good chance to win. And instead – you take the, you, you just go for the, and not only that, by the way, Sean McVay called the challenge and gave a, a Shanahan another two or three minutes to think it over, and he still didn't go for it. I mean, how conservative can you get, man? And by the way, do you remember, like, our last game of the season, it was Niners Rams, and I know the fact that they tied, that could have changed it, but the Niners scored with with under 40 seconds left, could have went for two and taken the lead, right? At which Harbaugh's done a bunch of times this year, and obviously we know that you know teams aren't going to always do that. It's a very yeah. aggressive move. But Shanahan didn't even consider it. We talked about this when we discussed that game a few weeks ago, right? They just ran the, the field goal unit right onto the field. He is so conservative. And I think you're right, Yehuda. You, you brought up the 23 game. That was perfect right on cue because I honestly think he's scarred from that game. And he's been so conservative as a result and running the ball maybe. And, you know, even though they are a running team, but it just got to be a little more aggressive. Fourth and two, man. I mean, even if you give them the ball to 45 yards, it's not the worst thing in the world. You punt to them, they get at 20. Like, it really isn't the worst thing in the world. No, I mean, yeah. it bothers me. Just um, he, he was taking a lot of field goals. I've heard some people saying, oh, anti-analytics, because we're taking the field goal, we're taking points. But, uh, and then people are going to say, look what happens when you do analytics when you're the Chargers and you go for it at your own 18-yard line. Well, I, that's stupid. Like, you got to be smart with the analytics. But but you got to be aggressive. Aggressive league, you got to, uh, I mean, Sean McVay was aggressive for us. As bad as those challenges were, you shouldn't have done that. He's at least he's aggressive. He's just trying. He's going for it. It can cost you. Like it didn't end up costing them, but it could have cost them if they didn't have any timeouts left. But you you got to go for it. You got to 
at least you, you got to try. I understand that their their defense playing well and they want to just just punt it away and just let the defense come up with the stop. But but you got to keep pushing that ball down the throat. You can't you can't punt. I, I would never punt if it's fourth and short on you know at the opponent's forty or so. You just just go for it. You you're so creative with the run schemes, the run play. You got Kittle, Debo, Trent Williams is a fullback. He's running around. Just you can get two yards. You can. I, I don't know why why you're punting away. You he's yeah. he's definitely spooked, like you said. He's he's definitely spooked for 2023. Yeah. yeah, for good, for good. He'll never get over that. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I, I think that was that was you know. There's no question. You, you got to go for it there. I completely agree with you. There weren't necessarily many other opportunities for him to be aggressive, but in that one situation in the fourth quarter, you definitely go for it. Meisty, I want your take on this fourth and two. <laughs> Shanahan not going for it. You know, being a little conservative here. Um, oh, he's a. What do you think? Why? Why Shanahan so conservative? You know, why he's not going for it this year over here? I, I, he doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the bottom line. The question is, why doesn't he take a guy like Trey Lance, who probably is a little bit more mobile, stick him in the play, run the trick play, try to figure. Now you're talking about my I don't even. Think, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even think he has in the playbook a play for fourth down. You know, right. even if it was like, like you, it would be late in the game and you'd be like, oh, I got to go for this darn. How do I do this? I don't think they run it in practice, you know? So, but he had so three I, minutes I, to I, talk about it. He had three minutes. For real. <laughs> I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo don't walk over there, like, you know, asking him, you know, why, like you, you see sometimes guys like Lamar Jackson running, you know, to, to John Harbaugh being like, coach, coach, let's go for it, coach. You know, okay, let's go, go for it. For it. And yeah, let's go for it, you know, and then like, oh, oh, smart. Yeah, you're smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. All right, let's go for it, you know. Um, so so I don't know, you know, why you know you don't see that, but um yeah, he doesn't trust his quarterback, he doesn't trust his offense. I don't know if that's a his problem, his offensive problem, but the 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 thing is they're a very attractable team. They're very, you know, he's a very everyone wants to play for excuse yeah. me, who doesn't want to play for him. True. So I think that they'll, they'll, they can go out in the free agency. Um, I think that they, they, I mean Trey Lance. I don't think is the answer. So they're gonna have to find somebody to, to take over. But uh, no, maybe he is. Listen, I'm not saying I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't think he is. He could be, but I don't think he is. And and uh, but I would like to see them maybe go out in free agency and find someone, or uh, maybe take a division rival in Russell Wilson, and I don't know, figure someone out who can who can run the ball with Debo Samuel and make big plays. I mean, they have big playmakers, so let's make big plays. Yeah, Maybe we should talk about Jimmy G a little more this week. Uh, we got we got a couple weeks here. Maybe one of these podcasts spend a few minutes talking about Jimmy G, what the Niners should do with him. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> he has one year left on his contract, so we could see them, uh, I would say, probably to the chagrin of their of their fans. I mean, he's so, <laughs> so polarizing for them, but could see them. He's a nice guy. Yeah, have Lance sitting nice for one more year. Or come in for some plays like like Mike was saying some trick plays and just be involved. And Jimmy just just there as like kind of a, a lame duck quarterback playing one more year <laughs> until till the Trey Lance can learn. But I, I don't think there's ne- you know anything necessarily wrong with that because Mahomes learned for a year and then he was awesome. Aaron Rodgers sat for two and a half three years, so I can understand especially someone's kind of raw like we saw with Josh Allen coming out. He was he was awful his first year. He was not ready to play. There were some sparks at, and uh, whatnot, but but uh, the Buffalo Trevor Lawrence was, this year, yeah, Trevor Lawrence this year. He's Buffalo is very patient organization, so they're going to let him build. And I, I feel like the the Niners aren't the most patient. So um, I mean, they should be patient in this situation, but but uh, they they um, they should they they might give uh, Jimmy a chance, may get rid of him, we'll see if they'll throw. If if they want to throw Trey Lance in there, they can they can just have him go all OTAs all summer, just full full playbook, go everything, go all in, and then they should probably get used to to losing some games, and they'll probably not be a playoff team. I mean, they have a very good roster, but if Trey Lance is still growing, going through that, then they have to understand that his upside is really high, but he's not ready necessarily to go to the playoffs. But it, it'll be a process, so we'll see what they decide to do, and they they decide he's better better off learning on the sideline or or in game. But it's going to be very interesting offseason for the for the Niners. You know, you say these things, and I know it's a topic for a different discussion. But those guys sat behind Brett Favre, and, and I mean, Mahomes yeah. sat behind 
Smith, who was, I mean, yeah. he's a was a good quarterback, you know. Uh, yeah. Sit behind, you know. Oh, who'd you sit behind, Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> I know, I know. That's true. But, That's true. But he did sit. Right. He sat behind Tom Brady, so maybe the transitive but, property. Uh, I don't know. If you, you know, you know how if you make a copy of a copy, right? <laughs> it only comes out yeah. so good. So yeah. much. <laughs> Listen, Wait, well, the well, byline is the byline is Joe Flacco sat behind Mike White, and that's why Joe Flacco is so good on the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. We should actually, that, you know, this is a good topic. Um, well, we should discuss this later in the week. Maybe next week we'll get to this. There's a lot, it's a lot to talk about here. Where, where the Niners should go with Jimmy G, what team should give him an opportunity, right? And also, should they trust Trey Lance? Should they, you know, should, what should they do with him? Should they just go all in on Trey Lance? Maybe try to look for another veteran quarterback? We'll see. We'll see where the Niners go with that. We'll have to discuss that a little more as well. It's Super Bowl 56, guys, in two weeks in Los Angeles. Tickets are starting at $7,000, so we probably won't see you there. You okay. won't see me there either. But <laughs> but all I know is that if the, if, the, if the Rams are in a fourth and short situation, don't sneak with Matthew Stafford, and they'll be good to go. So yes. <laughs> we'll see you guys there in two weeks. Matthew Stafford, in the meantime, should probably attend the Tom Brady quarterback of sneak uh, – um, Tom Brady camp of quarterback sneaks. In the meantime, I'll have to I, get that going. Guys, just to say that I came running back just to say he, he must attend the Tom Brady School of Sneaks. Yeah, how nuts was I going? He's a bad sneaker. Don't sneak it, and they snuck it, and that's what happened. Anyway, McVay hopefully, it won't better. come in that situation to the Rams. <laughs> what did you say? I said McVay should know better. Yeah, McVay should know better. Hopefully, it won't come into that situation for the Rams. Rams, Bengals. Here we go, baby. Like I mentioned, Joe Burrow could be the fourth quarterback named Joe. You guys know this. To win a Super Bowl in NFL history, Joe Namath, Joe Montana, Joe Flacco, Joe Burrow. I don't think there's any other name that that a quarterback has had that, that that multiple people that have had the same name that have won a Super Bowl. I don't think any other player. And Joe can do it four times now. Well, so Joe must be a lucky name. Hold on, time out. There is Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> well, there was Joe, 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 Joe four times too. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys. <laughs> all right guys that'll do it we'll have a top five super players in the super bowl all of our lists we're going to do that later in the week that's going to be awesome Ooh, i hope we have some good disagreements here i really yeah. hope we have some good disagreements here oh, we'll have we some fun stuff coming up yeah oh wait, man next couple of weeks we got the pro bowl maybe we'll hit the snubs i don't know maybe but we got a, a lot of exciting stuff coming up it's going to be a little different we're gonna to have to get outside the box here because we got a couple of weeks till the, till the last game of the season guys thank you for joining us for this championship review it's been a pleasure remember to subscribe once again to our podcast and to our youtube page everyone have a great day